Hello, hello. Welcome back to No Sevens Movie Podcast. I'm Silas. I'm David. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to talk about time. That is the movie title, not just time. It's about time. And this is our uh, Valentine's Day podcast. Is that right? Yes. In real time, it will be Valentine's Day when you guys are. Well, actually, Valentine's Day will have been yesterday in real time. Uh, when you guys are listening to this in podcast time, <laughs> it is not yet Valentine's Day. So uh, happy I love post Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is like your uh, post Valentine's Day like uh, de decompression. Whether you had a good Valentine's Day, a bad Valentine's Day, this is kind of your chance to like look back on it. And the movie you watched for Valentine's Day, which hopefully was about time, and reflect on it. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope everyone watched this movie on their Valentine's Day date, you know, maybe as a part of it. Mm, yeah. And now you can listen to it on Monday with your Valentine's Day after. Yeah, sure. It's a way to keep your Valentine's Day going. You could be like, hey, I really like you. I think you should know about this podcast because I really like you and I think I should share this with you because it's important. So it's very important to me on this podcast. I I love to share amazing things with people I care about. Yeah. That'll really, really I know you thought, I know you thought Valentine's day was over yesterday, but you should listen to these three random dudes talk about (laughs) the movie that we watched. That will really keep the mood going. So yeah, (laughs) And this is a way that we could literally increase our listenership by 200 or what would it be? A hundred percent. If every one of our listener brings a date, that's an automatic 100% increase. Exponential. Yeah. yeah. You know what? This is your, this is our bring a date episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring your date to podcast day. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, I didn't write down, I meant to write down some discussion questions and I didn't uh do that so this is gonna be a pretty off the cuff one um for today but uh let's kick it off with our uh non-spoiler uh reviews okay who wants to start first caleb you're going i just yeah i just watched this movie approximately like three four hours ago something like that so it is fresh on my mind um i Guys, I already told you off the air, but I loved this movie. It was just really heartwarming, and, and I mean, I don't know. It just it made me smile a lot and laugh some. It it had little bits of humor and just uh, overall, it was a good mixture of, I guess, fantasy with the time travel aspect, and also this very cool romance. Uh, it just was. I mean, it made me happy. It was a good movie. I, I really liked it. And I don't always like get into romant, like romantic movies all that much. But I think the British, like it being in London, was also part of it. I just like, <laughs> I just think British people are way more romantic than me. And so, with that being said, gentlemen, I'm packing my bags. I'm moving to London to find to find love. What? So <laughs> next time you see me, I'll be in a little apartment in London. <laughs> <All right>. I wish. <laughs> oh, oh, 
was good. Yeah, I mean, no spoilers. Review. This is a great movie. This is maybe my third time watching it. Um, the humor, I think, is great. You'll have plenty of laughs. Uh, one of the things I love about this movie, too, for it being like a rom-com-ish thing, is the the balance of like romance and reality with like human problems and nothing being completely perfect that's probably one of my bigger gripe with the rom-com genre in general it's just that everything works out so perfectly in the end usually um so i think this is a great balance of that lots of humor lots of fun interesting plot like concept all in all it's a good movie yeah, I think for me, uh, this movie certainly presents an interesting take on time sh- time travel, which is a subgenre that has a stacked roster and then is followed by a relatively overplayed second string. So I think for uh, this movie to come at a, a time travel film from a unique angle, I think deserves some some cred in and of itself. Uh, and I, wa- I'd watched this movie before and I, I would say in terms of, uh, rom-coms, cause I consider myself to be a rom-com aficionado. Uh, you know, I don't know that I could really put this in the category of a pure rom-com, but I will say for what it is, a little rom, a little com, a little drum. Um, rom, comma, drum. This is a this is another one of those like genre defying movies. I felt like you yeah. know I had a little bit of the the thriller, a little bit of the the drama, a little bit of the com, a little bit of the rom. Yeah, it's good vibes. I don't know. That's my final consensus. Uh, anyway, now into our uh, spoilers. In three, two, one. Okay, so <laughs> I was hoping like, somebody else was gonna drop a spoiler. Well, uh, I'm just gonna like rush and just like spoil everything. So the, the dad well, I had a, dies like in the big, end. Yeah, the dad dies in the end. And then I was wondering, because he has only female children, does that mean that the time travel stops with him? Or is it genetically passed? And if his daughters have sons will they be able to time travel i thought his second child was a son i thought his second child was a boy i thought it was another girl maybe i'm wrong honestly it's kind of hard to tell when they're toddlers yeah i was thinking the same thing but according to the cast list it looks like they had a son or a a child named jeff so um okay because they i'm sure they had an actor or infant actor when his baby got like switched Oh, maybe that was Jeff. No, because there's also a cast member called Baby, or it's called Boy Posey, because, you know, the Uh, daughter's name is Posey. Oh, okay. And then they switched it in for the boy version of Posey. Gotcha. But then they have an additional child named Jeff, according to what I'm looking at here. So I guess, but the question I guess we're really asking is, uh, are, what's his sister's name? Kit Kat? Kat? Yeah. Yes. It would break me off a piece. Could she have a time traveling son? I would say yes, right? Because it's yeah, uh, 
if it's past it doesn't have to be like direct well she would still be have the family genes right so she could Half she, of them. but i feel bad for that kid because either uh tim is gonna have to like break it down for him or else that kid's just gonna have no idea what's going on or I mean, tim's just gonna have to do it all like he's gonna have to tell his grandsons if he has any and kit cats like his nephews yeah or Kit Kat's son is just going to clench his fist in a dark room one time, and, and he's going to be really confused <laughs> yeah, you don't about what happens. Although it seems like you have to be intentional about <laughs> yeah. time traveling. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, all right, I didn't write down any discussion questions, so um, any initial thoughts? I was going to say, Caleb, as soon as you were like, I, that you love this movie, I was like, welcome to my world of like, this is why rom-coms are fantastic and everybody kind of yeah well i'm not i wouldn't consider myself that big of a fan it like i mean i did watch over quarantine especially i watched like a few different romance movies most notably probably the notebook and then another nicholas sparks the choice which those are not rom-coms necessarily is the choice Um, the one with michelle mongan I mean, I don't know anything about these no. people's real names. That's the best of me. Uh, it's about a veterinarian. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, but the, and I, I really like those. But then I watched The Wedding Planner. Didn't really like that. I actually, didn't even finish it. That's um, crazy to me. The Wedding it Planner just didn't, is so good. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't hold my attention very well. So, but then this one. I mean, it was. I just thought it was really great, and and. Um good story interesting plot i think that's the thing like silas said it was like realistic enough and it was feasible enough to make it really interesting and like make me want to watch or keep watching you know even even like the most basic the notebook and like even the choice all those other kind of like cheesy nicholas sparks movies it's like that's not realistic that's just everything works together too perfectly there's always going to be some weird conflict and they're gonna have to you know make a choice between love and something else and and this was not that at all this was not cheesy necessarily it was cool i think because of the time travel aspect and it was there was a lot of satisfying moments you know i I like to talk about that a lot and i just thought overall it it was a plot that was super interesting and the characters the story uh, everything about it was just pretty pretty good yeah, I thought like um, the wedding, just like there being pouring rain and the tent ripping and blowing over. I thought that was nice, and just him like tripping over random stuff and like putting his foot in his mouth all the time. I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah, those were some funny moments. And then the um, like the sister, like her having that problem and like him having to go back and deal with that and then realize oh i can't do that because then it changes my daughter like there's just things you can't get around which i thought was nice i think that is what also one of the things the fact that he can't go back beyond his child's birth Mm -hmm. is one of the things that makes it a good time travel movie of like it deals pretty pretty seriously with the ramifications of um time travel of like oh yeah like if you went back and then came forward like if you change one tiny little thing like it's not going to be the exact same like fertilization and you're going to have a different kid and so i think that was like 
good and also adds like a nice little like extra bit of like drama at the end with like his dad mm-hmm. where he's like if he's gonna have another child he can never s- see his dad again whereas before right. that he can go back as many times as he wants to and doesn't matter mm-hmm. so I think that was one of the things that made it a good time travel movie for me uh, yeah. let's let's start at the beginning what from the anything from the uh, beginning of the movie that you guys want to talk about I mean the dad almost steals the show from the beginning oh yeah <laughs> just like completely I think his dialogue is so well written and he delivers it all pretty well too just really good this I think this is my favorite uh, Bill Nye character uh which, to be fair, my only familiarity with Bill Nye is this movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Love Actually. I did not like his character in Love Actually at all. Uh, so, um, I don't. What, I guess, so yeah, I don't know that I know anywhere else that he's been in. Well, so in Pirates, you've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like the yes, oh, he's Davy Jones. Oh, okay, oh. I got you. Yeah, interesting. He's probably some other things that I don't know. But like off the top of my head, those are the only three things that I've seen him in. But yeah, I agree. I think the dad is like a really good character mm-hmm. in this movie. Possibly my yeah. favorite character. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the playwright guy. Though. <laughs> he was also yeah. okay. great dark humor. <laughs> where Okay, where have we seen the playwright guy before? Oh, he he seems so familiar to me, but like, it, I don't think any of the. At first, he seemed like a character from like maybe one of the Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movies. His face just looked similar to, and and like you guys know, I'm just terrible with this stuff. So, but then a couple scenes later, I looked at him again. I was like, no, that's definitely not him. But as far as officially where I've seen him before, I have no idea. Okay, I know for a fact that you've seen him in another movie. Uh, so Silas, first of all, Silas, is he, so you remember in Pirates of the Caribbean, the guy, that's where I've seen him. is he the guy who replaces Commodore Norrington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. a little, the kind of like, like really like cunning, crafty, like Admiral guy. Commodore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we've seen him before in the promise. He is the clown guy who like blows up the dynamite and allows uh, Oscar Isaac's character to escape. Wow. Same guy, same actor, Tom Hollander, not to be confused with Tom Holland. Who <laughs> Beckett. Is That's who he is. In yeah. The Caribbean. So anyway, I thought that was funny that we had watched two movies that he had been in uh, already. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anything else from the beginning of the movie that we want to talk about? Um, the funniest part, I mean, when he shook that girl's hand <laughs> at like the new year at the ball drop for new year's <laughs> oh, yeah. Eve and everybody else was kissing and he like, he just went right in and shook her hand and said, happy man, I busted out. Like that was so funny. Uh, and like Silas said, and the first thing, you know, as soon as he learned he could, uh, time travel was he goes back and fixes that mistake. And that's like a recurring moment throughout the movie. He puts mm-hmm. his foot in his mouth or he says or does something. And it's just one little interaction. He's like, 
just a minute. You know, I need to go fix that mistake. But that beginning part, when he shook her hand, that was just so funny to me. Yeah, that was good. I was honestly, I w- when Bill Dye's character, when the dad was explaining to Tim, like, we can travel through time, I was like, there is no way anybody would believe that. Especially if that, like your dad is that much of a jokester. You'd be like, yeah. oh, <laughs> be like, that's funny. Like how many times do you think he had to like try and convince Tim that it was actually true? Well, I mean, according to the movie, one. Like <laughs> that we just... Okay, but like that that's only that thing that we're shown. But for all we know, right? Because you remember at the end when he's like talking to, talking to him and he's like, I'm dying. And he's like, have we had this conversation before? And he was like yeah so for all we know Mm. he had to have a bunch of conversations with tim trying to convince him oh i see yeah about the time travel thing yeah i gotcha uh yeah i mean that conversation was fun it's like okay 21 years old now you get this you know we're all excited to turn 16 and drive a car can you imagine like being told that you can now travel in time when you turn 21 which i don't know if that like that 21 might just be the age that they feel they can tell them finally. But, uh, I mean, that'd be the coolest secret ever. And then he's like, I don't believe you. you Hopefully know? the legal age is 25 in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're all just waiting for our parents to tell us we can travel back in time. It's, yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the drinking age is lower in England. The time travel age is lower in England. Yeah. The uncle was also pretty hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So Just, is he the dad's? He was the mom's brother, right? Yeah, I think. Okay, because I initially I was like, wait, is he a time traveler too? Because that would explain kind of a lot of why he's like kind of losing it. Yeah, like doesn't really seem to know what's going on half the time. But I don't think he can time travel. I think he's just kind of out of it. Yeah. Yep. It's just kind of dumb. Okay, so, and this is. I mean, kind of random, but since we're talking sort of about the family tree and the different characters, the other redhead guy that ends up, like, I guess, marrying Kit Kat. Jay. Is that just a family friend? Is that just a friend of Tim's or what? I think I'm, it's I think, just Tim's, like, yeah. best friend. Yeah, I think gotcha. he's just a friend of him. Because at first, I got strong Harry Potter vibes with, like, the two uh, twin brothers of, of Ron Weasley. I was like... This is just like Harry Potter. Uh, and then, what do you know? That dude the uh, in the play that like was going to forget his line, oh, yeah. that was Dudley's dad in the movie. Right. And so I was like, man, this is like a lot of Harry Potter people. Um, but okay. I, wasn't, I just wasn't sure who the other redhead guy was. Um, I was like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I think he's just a random character. Also, that reminds me, British people just eat... They're just like constantly down in like cookies and little pastry things, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, and tea, constantly. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, okay." That's something I think about. Is like, do British people still just have afternoon tea? Is that a thing? Like, they probably eat smaller meals then, so it might even out a little bit. It seems like if they're constantly snacking, the little crumpets. Seems like that would be really impractical from like a work standpoint to just be like. All right, it's three o'clock. We've got to stop and have tea for an hour. 
Like, well, I mean, it's kind of like your afternoon coffee or whatever. You know, you go down and grab a cup of coffee. Maybe they just have tea on, on yeah, deck. But people kind of just do that at their discretion. And I feel like in England, it's sort of like a like a dedicated a thing. Yeah, time. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, speaking of work, it was hilarious when they showed him in the courtroom and like they still wear like the wigs. Oh like yeah. The, like the weird attire and stuff when they're in the court. That was just, I didn't, you know, I assume that's accurate and this movie is not that old. So I was like, I cannot oh, yeah. believe they, they still do that. Definitely still have to wear little wigs. Yeah. That's crazy. Imagine if we did that, like lawyers would not be such an intimidating profession. Then it'd be like, Oh, you're yeah. a lawyer. That means you have to wear a little powdered wig. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> it's well, kind of weird that I mean, they still it, do that. It also didn't seem like lawyer. I mean, I'm assuming he wasn't. It appeared to be like he was maybe just like an associate lawyer or something like that. But, you know, they weren't living this big, luxurious life or anything like that. At least it didn't appear so. Um, so, yeah, maybe there is just a somewhat of a difference in perception. I just realized the play that his uncle writes is of like a in a courtroom. Yeah. Just yeah. realized that. And he's a lawyer. Also, yeah. the dialogue of that play makes zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you just take the line, like, the lines that they deliver, it's like, what? <laughs> that yeah. doesn't, the, those two, no wonder they the, couldn't remember them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes the, no sense. Yeah. Like, their closing statements are like, Yeah, don't make any sense. No, I don't know. That's a guilty a, man. It, it is the life of a guilty man. Like it's his final line isn't even like a complete sentence. I don't think. Yeah, probably not. Uh, and then everybody like stands up and cheers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uncles or the playwright guy is so funny. <laughs> but he's just like walking at the wedding when it's like raining, and he just like gives his umbrella away. <laughs> <laughs> just starts like skulking up the uh, <laughs> oh man Cracks and the teddy up. bear at the always <laughs> <laughs> like, never break like, a gift that is smaller, smaller than, than the child, child. <laughs> he's got a tiny <laughs> oh, shut up you overachiever <laughs> tiny. Yeah. I, I hate children as you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I was very excited and then kind of disappointed when i figured out like i was very excited when i saw margot robbie i was like okay she's gonna be the female lead i could get you know i could get down with that and then you know she kind of fizzles out you know kind of goes away for a while and then pops back up but i will say i mean the you know mary who ended up being the actual female lead way more charming and just i mean way to me i was like I like her a lot because she was just, the character was really cool. And, um, that whole story of how, you know, cause he had what, I guess Tim had what he thought he wanted in Margot mm-hmm. Robbie, Robbie's character, which I can't remember her name. Um, let's see. What was her name? Charlotte. Yeah. He, he had what he thought he wanted in Charlotte, kind of like that summer fling. And he was like, this is, you know, the, the love of my life. I think he said at one point, and then when he made that actual connection with Mary, initially in the restaurant and then later on, you know, different times, I was like, now that is what it's about. Like, that was just so organic and 
much more heartwarming and satisfying to, to view that relationship develop, even though at first you're like, oh, you kind of feel bad because he loses what we thought was going to be the love of his life or whatever. So, um, Okay, so I want to talk next about his like the romance part with Mary but first I want to talk about this like what is the deal with it tell me if you guys picked up on this like there's kind of this like recurring theme of like oh Mary's like not that attractive like she's kind of like she's supposed to be like this kind of like like the mom meets her and she's like oh good you're not that like you're kind of plain that's good that means you have a personality and there's like this recurring theme of like she's really like oh I'm not that attractive like what is that like this is okay rachel mcadams i didn't really like pick up on that that's interesting yeah i don't know that i did either okay maybe it was just But now that you mention it like i mean they definitely dressed her to be more like she's she's the girl next door kind of attractive yeah but also she's not margot robbie-esque yeah but also she's rachel mcadams so yeah i mean she's very attractive (laughs) and usually i'm not a big fan of like the hard bangs but they were fine. What do they call them? Uh, what did not it start with an yeah the fringe the fringe is oh, new. Oh yeah, fringe is new. Which she I assume was American, right? I mean, she had no accent, so yeah, she's American. They didn't really did they go into that as far as her background? They mentioned it, and her parents okay. too. Okay, yeah. right, like her. Right. She's from America, and her job was at a publishing company in London. I think is just why she was in yeah. London. Uh, I mean. I get what you're saying, David, and I guess there was, like Silas said, it wasn't comparing, you know, to the to Tim's initial crush in Charlotte. Like she was kind of the more, I guess, average looking. But let's talk about Tim. I mean, if Tim's got a shot, we've all got a shot because he was nothing spectacular. I mean, skinny as a stick. I mean, like disheveled. I mean, ah man, I was like, this guy. I mean, he's pulling off just pure magic over here because I feel like he was at least a seven on the looks scale. And we know how David feels about sevens. No sevens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, but we can't even do it for movies. Don't start doing it to people. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. I thought the, the, um, Oh my goodness. I just totally blanked on it. The chemistry between them was actually, it felt very natural. I was a bit impressed. Yeah. It was pretty, like the scene where they're at the, um, the, like, blackout. Yeah, uh, the dinner, dinner date, date thing. thing. Maybe that's what I need to try, because I don't think I've ever... <laughs> I don't think I've ever <laughs> had that much initial. Ke- I mean, I guess I understand that it's a movie. I don't think I've ever had that much initial chemistry with any other human, let alone a girl. So. <laughs> You're like, I need to try a date where they cannot see me. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. You know? <laughs> and they can only. Actually, but I did love that that sequence or at least that scene where because it, it started out pretty normal, how you might expect, like awkward, like. Especially, obviously, they're in the dark. They can't see each other. But awkward small talk and just meeting a couple strangers. And then I liked how it you know, it showed the time passing and their conversation gets a little more uh, friendly and then flirtatious. And then like you can really tell that that chemistry is there. That whole sequence was really fun for me to watch and just see. Because, like, I mean, that is kind of how it works most of the times if you think about like you know your people you have crushes on or whatever. 
Um, and I just thought that was cool. And obviously, at the end, when they meet each other in the street and everything clicks on that level too, that was like, once again, one of those satisfying moments. It's just like I, I love so that nice. too. When he was waiting, he was anticipating her coming out the door. Yep. It was just like you were you were waiting and hoping. Yeah, it'd be so awkward if it was like, like she comes out and she's like, Mary, and she's like, No, my name is Elizabeth, and walks <laughs> off. And then like, so like, she's like, like oh, dodge that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, yeah, I don't know. Her friend was pretty. She had some funny lines too. Her friend was weird. Oh yeah, her friend. Um, see, and that's what uh, you know. You get scared of. Her friend comes out first, and like, she had no interest in that other dude. And you're like, oh man, hopefully, like, hope that doesn't happen to Tim. Um, but also, like, how clever was it when she's like, so like, wait, no. When did he walk her back to the car? That wasn't after. That was that was just the, the time. Party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, where he like yeah, shows yeah, up at the, the party. Yeah. Which let's the talk scene, about. Go ahead, Silas. The scene in the the museum uh, gift shop or tea room or whatever they were at when her boyfriend her for her boyfriend came. Mm-hmm. That was very funny because he was just like, "No, but when did you meet? When exactly?" <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm a very, what did you say? Uh, visual, I have a very <laughs> visual imagination. Yeah, I also like, but like where Joanna, is your apartment? That's the question. Joanna just gave him like the exact address. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I also thought it was fun to watch him. This kind of goes along with putting his foot in his mouth, but like learn so quickly, like his game developed so fast and like he was so smooth with it and Obviously, he has the advantage of traveling back in time, so you can try a few different things. But like, it gives us all hope, you know. Like, learning from him, things to say, things not to say. Like, you know, just the random, <laughs> like the random stuff that he would say. He'd be like, just a minute, <laughs> like, that obviously didn't work. My yeah. mother's name is Mary. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, also, side note. That was very weird of like the not only did his mom and his wife have the same name, but they also have pretty much the same haircut. So that was a wow, little, that's true. It was a little weird. I have a hard time believing that wasn't intentional and I don't know what they're trying to say with that, but Yeah. Uh so let's talk about that. Like what do you, how do you guys feel uh, though about his methodology here of like low key time travel stock. Not even low key time travel yeah. stalking her, just straight up time travel stalking her. <laughs> like, I definitely made a note about that. Which I guess the whole there's got almost got to be like a separate set of moral standards for if you're going to be a time traveler. Yeah. You know, cuz like in a way you have knowledge that other people are not acts like not mm-hmm. able able to access. It's kind of like a uh, it's like a Groundhog Day type of situation, only you have complete control over the timeline. Yeah. So like he could have just become a serial killer because he knows where everyone's gonna be and can just go back in time and like avoid mistakes or whatever. 
Yeah, which I don't know that that benefits him that much, but you could be like a... There's probably ways you could do that to acquire almost anything you want, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that it's was It's a little creepy, but he doesn't do anything bad, so it's sweet. Yeah, that, I actually want to talk about him not doing anything bad in a second, but yeah, I don't know. Because let's be honest, like if any one of us was like, like met a girl in that situation and then we were like, oh no, I messed it up, like... Of course we would travel back in time and like redo it with our newfound knowledge. But he does kind of go to extremes. He's he's very pure too, like I think you're probably gonna touch on, but just the fact that he gave up having her number and that ease of the first connection to help his uncle out and didn't yeah. go back in time and just say, Oh, forget about my uncle and his play like the girl's more important. That's it's pretty selfless. Yeah. Or the fact yeah. that I mean, I feel like he probably could have figured out a way to do both, but I'm sure, yeah. I guess that wouldn't be as exciting for the Also, it seems like at that point he has it's a little confusing cuz his sister is there and it seems like it would be hard for him to explain why he's essentially living in this Kate Moss photography exhibit without explaining the time travel backstory, but he talks to her about it later. So that that was also quite funny where she walks up while they're there and she, he's like, and this is my sister Kit Kat and she has to go now. And she's just <laughs> like, bye. And like leaves like the second, like five seconds after she walks up. And so they're just like, what? That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Kit, Kit Kat was crazy. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, she had the obvious problem of, you know, alcohol abuse. But even before that, just a character. Tackling like people left yeah, and right. I know. I was like, man, she is one free spirit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, David, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head he had that knowledge kind of knowing the connection was going to work. And so I don't think there was much wrong with what he did because like he was pursuing true love, if you want to call it that. And, and I think he, to him, it was worth it. albeit a little creepy, but he, he managed to play it off uh, decently. Well, uh, I think the party was definitely the best option other than stalking her at the museum. Cause that one was, I was like, I was not sure how that was going to work, like anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I, it was. He did what he had to do. Yeah, I suppose the fact that he did get her number on the first try, kind of makes it more normal. Of like, True. okay, like the first time through, like she was okay with having a romantic connection with him. Yeah, and it was so genuine. It wasn't. It's that yeah. time travel to make it happen in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't. It was sort of like him undoing his mistakes versus using time travel to like manipulate into a particular uh, result, which is kind of what he tried to do with. Uh, oh yeah. The, whatever. What's Margot the blonde, Robbie's character. Yeah. What's her character's name? Her character's Charlotte. name is Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. That's what he tries to do with Charlotte. Uh, which also I want to talk about that of like that, I think was an important, the scene where, he runs into Charlotte at the theater 
and she is basically super into him and he leaves i thought that was a, a really great scene in terms of character development and just uh for him as a character and, and making him likable and also cementing the connection between him and mary because like he could have done whatever he wanted and just time traveled back and undone it so he could have like completely cheated on mary and then time traveled back and have had zero ramifications for anything that he had done except for his own knowledge of it and i appreciated the fact that he still did the right thing even though literally he would have been the only person who would have ever known any other sort of alternate timeline so i thought that was cool and it's such like a pure way too because he runs back and then he proposes to her while she's yeah. still in like a sleep in bed it's great yeah. which also <laughs> like she slept she literally was asleep that entire day like what happened there but i don't know anyway sorry <laughs> go ahead caleb well i was just gonna say that i mean in a in a moment like that when you would think most people like you're faced with that option you have this very good relationship and then you're faced with this option to potentially ruin that relationship cheat you know cheat on your uh significant other and even when you don't do that i feel like that would bring most people to like their breaking point but it did the exact opposite in him i mean he knew at that moment that he wanted to forego every potential relationship with every other girl and he knew it enough to run back like Silas said propose to her and the funniest part was time travel back again and bring in a live band to play outside of the <laughs> <Yeah>. bedroom <laughs> like that was hilarious i cuz i honestly thought it was just mute, like the radio and then when he walked out and there was people there in the living room playing music and i got cracked like, up okay guys it's just and she she's it was sleep. so funny too she was like I hate other people. <laughs> yeah. That was the probably the best scene or the best moment in the movie was like when that happened and it was just like, all right, this guy is, he's the real deal. He's cool. Um, and it just made, made you feel like anything's possible when you're in true love. And you could time travel. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. Um, also, I just want to say, as uh, an experienced wedding MC, there is no way that tiny little speaker would have uh, been able to project Il Mondo that well throughout that entire cathedral. That is, oh yeah, not, that, not even a speaker. That was like a cassette player, like a yeah, all in, like, like an all-in-one stereo with a, a grab <laughs> handle. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a a little over the top. You're going to have Il Mondo stuck in your head for a few days after this, Caleb. I don't know. I mean, I you were playing it when we got on, and I didn't recognize it other than just using context clues. But While we're talking about music, I thought the music was pretty well done, too. The crescendos, like when his dad was like doing stuff and with her and they kissed. And I really liked the scene in the subway too when they're both yeah. going to work and that one band is just like playing it's really nice 
I didn't get that until afterwards, but it's like the song is How Long Will I Love You? Yeah. Because it's a time travel movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that is something I noticed. And a lot of times I don't notice music in movies, like for the most part. But this one I did. Like, other than just having some songs I, I knew, and and that, you know, it, it did create a certain mood and a certain feeling that I think complemented the the story really, really well. It was just good. I mean, it was, man, it was good. I mean, it even makes you think about your life, like, too. Because, you know, the dad imparting his lessons to live every day a second time. Oh, yeah, man. And was... then he decides not to even live them a second time and just live them the fullest the first time. Yeah, like, which that made me think, like, and I don't, obviously, I don't think this, but, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe we know or everybody's like, well, how are they so positive? You know, they always turn a bad situation to a good one or this or that or the other. And seeing him, you know, the first time he went through the day, it was a pretty bad day. He didn't really smile, didn't joke around, didn't do anything like that. He redoes it a second time, and he is finding the small things to be happy about. And like, he's, he's finding the joy in the small things in life, and I... I wondered, I was like, man, maybe you look around and you see people like that. Maybe they're time travelers and they're just like reliving the same day, but they're able to do it stress-free and they're able to find the small things to be happy about. Obviously, I don't really believe that, but it, I mean, it was just cool. It's like, because we can all be like that. We don't have to, you don't have to be a time traveler. You can just live every day to the fullest because that's the best way to do it. Yeah, that was a nice, like applicable like lesson you can draw from the movie right. you don't have to be time traveler to get the most out of your life yep yep yeah exactly. I, but now i'm curious who who would you pick that you know who would be the time traveling family oh man i don't know oh wait are you asking like specifics of yeah. who, who i know yeah oh because i would probably say the metzgers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, that is a family that we all know. So, uh, like but yeah, Bill just, and Luke, right? Just always happy. I mean, like I don't know that I've ever experienced them, you know, have a bad day, which I'm sure they have. We all have. But yeah, you're exactly right. That's two people right there that's just exuding positivity every day. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we need to talk about? We talked about the love story. We talked about. Uh, do, we need to, do we need to talk about cats, uh, alcohol abuse, or any of that stuff? Or I think we well, touched on it a we? little bit. I don't have that too much more to add about cat. Like, there was. I think there was some earlier comment just saying, like, she always seemed to. Oh, wait, no. She made some comment to someone about men. Didn't she? Oh, well, boys, maybe it was She said boys aren't very... Tell Uncle Desmond. Yeah, she said boys yeah, aren't, yeah. Boys aren't very nice. And he said, that's, aren't they? That's kind of when you get like, the sense that something's like off with her and she's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I did like how, you know, he at, at first goes back and tries to 
fix her problems for her. You know, he goes and travels back in time, try to put her on the right path, but then that messes up his life. And I like the fact that he is self-aware enough to say, you know what, these are her problems. I'm still going to help her fix them, but she's going to have to fix them herself. And so he restarts his life where it was, you know, with the same children, or at that point, just Posey. And then, but still is compassionate enough to sit in the hospital with her and set her straight, you know, and I thought that was really cool to see that. So uh, that's as much as, you know, and I'm glad in the end that she ended up with a nice guy. Uh, But, you know, I think that is probably as much as I got from her and and her character. Also, how did the dad forget to tell him that you can't go back past the birth? That seems like that would come up. That seems I guess like that it, would be a really significant rule of time travel. Yeah. I guess it didn't come up until he had a child, and then it was like, ooh, I forgot to tell him. I guess oh, yeah. I should By go back way. in time and tell him before that happens. <laughs> I, guess, I guess maybe Duh. he went back to the birth. I think that was when he was talking. Uh, they were at the yeah. hospital when they talked about it. I can't remember if it was at the birth or because of, at the uh, when Cat had the car accident. Uh, no, yeah, it was at the birth because he he traveled, but he realized he had the wrong kid or had a, a boy for the first child. Then he went back to the hospital delivery room, and he's like, he pulled his dad away, and it's like, hey, we need to talk, and that's when he explained everything. So, I guess but I that, guess the dad still didn't explain it in the original timeline. Did not <laughs> never explained it. So, whoops. Honestly, I almost think that's more of the love story of this movie. It's like him and his dad. Yeah. yeah. It is a lot about him and his father. And I like that. I liked that for it being our Valentine's Day movie. Because, like, it's not just about romantic love. It's about all kinds Paternal. of Paternal. Yeah. Yep. Real easy to say when we're all single heading into Valentine's Day. So, you know, hey, that's a good point. In yeah, podcast David, time, point. in podcast time, we still got like almost two weeks. So you never know <laughs> what could happen. Let's, let's scrap something together in a couple of weeks. And then this is going to come out and our significant others are going to be like, oh, I see how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we need to use a little time travel. Let's see if we can yeah. find one of those like, uh, it'll be like one of those blind uh dating things but instead of it going you going into a dark room you just go into a zoom call with everybody has their cameras turned off yeah that could be fun ish yeah. ish yeah <laughs> that's the the key word there ish uh okay uh do you guys have anything you want to talk about that you didn't like about this movie i mean the language is obviously a little subtractor and especially in a movie like this, I don't feel like you really need, not any movie, obviously, you don't really need to swear. But in this movie, it's it's just not that necessary. This, I feel like, yeah, this movie could have been equally good and been rated PG-13. Easily, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because this really was all about the, the story. I mean, yeah. so. I watched it on VidAngel, which cut out quite a bit, and I didn't feel like I lost anything, really. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I never want to walk away from a movie and, and say that there was nothing I didn't like, but honestly, I mean, off the top of my head, there was nothing that I even 
that struck me while I was watching it to where I was like, you know, put off or whatever, other than some of the more unsavory content, I guess. I mean, yeah, same to me. I I thought the music was great. I thought the writing was really good. I thought the idea was good. The acting, like. Well, I have a gripe. <laughs> Lay it on it. us. And, okay, so this is, I guess, at, the, at least semi-theological. But uh, I did not feel this way the original time I watched this movie way back in the day, but I kind of felt this way uh, this time. And I think I felt this way partially because this movie has a lot in common with Soul. I felt like the like moral of the story is very similar to Soul. I felt like this movie did a better job full disclosure than soul i feel like this movie is better than soul but uh here's what i've been thinking i'm gonna tie it back to all the movies that we've watched so far this the moral of the story is like you kind of need to appreciate the little things in life and like his he had this like extraordinary ordinary life and i'm kind of like okay that's great but what if your life is like the people in the back of the train on in Snowpiercer, or what if your life is like the guy from uh, the promise whose like entire family and wife and unborn baby were all murdered. Like at like, what if you're like, it kind of, it works if your life is like already pretty good, but like, what if your life is like actual trash? I guess then you can just make different choices and make go back into your childhood and do things a little differently or set up a nest egg for yourself in the future you, so you can get out of time travel wise. Yeah. Okay, because I'm talking about, like, the moral of the story. Because the moral of the story for us non-time travelers is, like, appreciate things in your ordinary life and it will be more extraordinary. Same thing with soul is, like, stop and look around and smell the roses and you'll realize that your life is better than you realize it. But if you're, like, in a situation where you're living through, like, the Armenian genocide or... Your, I mean, Snowpiercer is not based on a true story, so, but, you know, you're, you're one of the people at the back of the train, so to speak, like, like, what are you, you know, are you going to stop and appreciate your cockroach protein blocks? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't apply, I mean, it applies to, like, everybody in that way. This is, because not every day of our lives, even our good lives is going to be good and without road bumps. Yeah. This is where I get into the theological side of it is I feel, and I, so to be fair, I appreciate the moral of the story. I think it is a good moral of like, like the majority of people should stop and just appreciate, uh, things in life. Uh, because their lives are not that bad, but also, I do feel like uh, the foundation of the argument, when you really take it to the fringes of what it's saying, it starts to break down because uh, there are people whose lives are really pretty miserable 
and like bad stuff happens to them that's outside their control. And at that point, it's like no amount of like, like smelling the roses is going to like really turn things around for you. Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying that, I mean, we need something other than you you keep bringing it back to the theological standpoint. Yeah. There has to be something bigger than just this life on earth, which I agree with. Because yeah, there are people who live their entire existence pretty miserably. I mean, they're just in this world that unfortunately is a reality. And so I understand what you're saying. These this movie, North Soul, addressed the the point of having something beyond this world to really find true joy in, even if your earthly existence is pretty miserable. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? Yes, yes. Thank you, Caleb. It's like yeah. a post rationalization of the uh, value of life without founding it on anything outside of uh, existential existentialism experiential you're uh, without founding on anything outside the merits of your own experience uh, which I think is the more I the more I thought about it the more I was like I don't uh, I don't like that but that that's sort of nitpicky. I don't know if it's nitpicky, but yeah. like, I don't know if you, well, I don't know if you're supposed to think that deeply about this movie. Well, I yeah. think I think that mindset it really does work best when there is something beyond the life itself. Yeah. Because if this is all there is, then why wouldn't you maximize your both physical enjoyment and like mental enjoyment at the cost of others and like everything else? Yeah. So you wouldn't really spend your time just appreciating and finding small things. You would like try and achieve the greatest that you could in life. Right. Yeah, I think, David, not that that is too deep to think about, but like kind of the same thing for Soul and, and all these other movies, of course, with absolutely no religious spin or context to these movies, obviously it's that is probably not going to be brought up or even slightly addressed. So they have to remain kind of neutral in that, but you can look at it. Maybe that's where we come in. If you are uh, religious minded, just like we are, you know, then we can watch movies like this that are otherwise fairly uh, secular and say, well, I really enjoyed the movie, but there's a, a bigger lesson for me and there's a bigger way to apply it for me. So uh, I think at the very least we can, pull that out and maybe shed some light on that to our listeners yeah thank you caleb you said that maybe better than i was saying it that was my beef with it is yeah uh uh, philosophical qualms other than that i really liked it i thought it for basically having the same moral of story as soul i thought it executed on it in a way that was much more enjoyable for me i thought it was a lot more interesting yeah man i mean this was, I talked about it last week, or when we talked about Saul, I talked about like rewatchability. This one, high, high rewatchability. Um, I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, and so I think, should we talk about rankings? Or Silas, did you have something to say? Uh, we can do rankings. I have, I have a little bit of trivia we can do after that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who wants to give their first ranking first? I can go. Yeah. That's fine. So, honestly, this might be my favorite movie we've watched so far. So, I am going to rank this sucker 
Oh, man. I'm going to say nine. I'm going to give this a nine. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking about maybe like an 8.7 or whatever, but, I mean, let's just go to nine because, ah, uh, man, it was good. I really liked it. Silas, go ahead. I also gave it a nine. A rare nine because wow, just there wasn't anything that I could really pick apart with it except for like the language and the um, more unsavory stuff. But two, yeah, two definitely a movie I would watch again this year. So, all right, I'm gonna break the trend a little bit. I'm gonna uh, try. I'm gonna. You guys are making me want to increase my rating, but I'm gonna try. I'll do it. I'll give it. I'll give you guys a ten percent bump, or I guess it wouldn't be ten percent, but a, a tenth of a point bump, just as a nod to y'all. I'll give it an eight point one for a few different reasons. Number one, I think I need to become more critical in my rating criteria because I'm finding that I'm. Uh, I think I'm gonna run into problems with the no sevens rule unless I start being more. Uh, deliberate in my rating but also I think I agree that this was probably my favorite movie that we've watched out of all four that we've watched so far I think from I think from a pure craftsmanship standpoint I think uh, Snowpiercer is probably a better film in terms of I would say Snowpiercer probably interlaces an equally nuanced amount of storytelling complexity and narrative and probably does a little bit more with uh, the filmmaking component and shot composition and cinematography and sort of that auteur flavor that I feel like um, about time doesn't quite have. I feel, I felt like I feel like about time uh, you watch it mostly for the narrative and less, I don't know that you would rewatch it and really appreciate it for the, uh, the medium, I guess, mm, sure. which I don't know if that that's a bad thing. I don't necessarily know that it is intended to be in, in a, uh, an achievement in its given media of, film over just a really good story uh so for that reason i think i'm giving it an 8.1 i enjoyed it i've enjoyed it more personally though than any of the other movies that we have watched so far so that's where i'm at interesting so i don't know what that average is out to i got pretty high pretty eight, I think. pretty high pretty high yeah. eight yeah yeah so uh, Silas, you have some trivia for us. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel was originally cast as Mary. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. It was recast. Yeah, that, let's all be grateful I, about that. Yeah, I don't think she would have been the right casting choice, but also I think that would have made a little more sense for like the weird like Mary sort of plain trope because Zoe Deschanel. bangs too. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel is even more of a like girl next door type than Rachel McAdams. So but yeah, I think she probably would not have been the right casting choice. 
also when uh tim mentions that it's a long walk to mary's car i guess after they go get dinner from the party the distance is like supposed to be six miles from where they're eating <laughs> oh, man. to her apartment so wow that was also but that would have been so fun like that's just so fun to for her to say that like we walked me to my car her full knowing and for him to get lost i mean obviously he recognizes it's a long ways away but six miles holy cow like that yeah. would take i mean that would take hours <laughs> to get there right i mean yeah maybe that's kind of at, at least two or three maybe not yeah three. That's so good though, because you like if you think about like being in that situation, like if you are actually in that situation with a girl that you were really into, like at a certain point, like physically you're like, why did we not just get like take an Uber or something, you know? But from but at the at the same time you're like, but if I take an Uber, that eliminates this wonderful opportunity I have to like spend one on one time with this More girl that time. I'm into. So yeah. that's like, yeah, I like that because that's like so, that's exactly what somebody would actually do in that situation. Um, Caleb, you're also right. Three of them are in Harry Potter. Richard Griffiths, Bill Nye, and Domin Hall Gleason. Oh, Tim, that that's is. right. He is a Weasley brother. He's uh, Bill Weasley, I think, right? I think so. Is that the oldest one? Yeah, well, maybe the second old. He, so whichever one marries the like, uh, Fleur de la Cour, whatever her name Fleur is. Fleur de la Cour. I know that's her name, but I don't know like the correct pronunciation or whatever. Yeah. Dom Hall Gleason's actual mother is named Mary, so that must have been kind of funny. Oh, so that's what he meant by "let's not get into that." I'm looking at pictures of Rachel McAdams and it is so hard. Like she seems unrecognizable without those bangs. She really does. Really? She looks very different. Yeah. I mean, she, I guess her hair is naturally blonde, but honestly, and I didn't know she was in the notebook or I guess I, I guess I didn't know. I just didn't recognize her from the didn't notebook. register of one but, more. Uh, That's pretty interesting. This is one of four movies which Rachel McAdams stars as the love interest of a time traveler. What? what time traveler's movie? wife, I guess she plays. Okay. Um, Midnight in Paris, both oh. of which I have never heard of. Midnight in Paris is actually a pretty good movie. And then she's also like this movie. And then she's also the love interest in Doctor Strange. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Talk about typecast. Yeah. And I guess in, um, which one is it? Uh... <laughs> At some point we need to like watch a rom-com and talk about Judy Greer getting typecast. Cause I have a whole thing percolating in my head about that. That's completely unrelated to this film. <laughs> percolating in my head. That's all the trivia, but that's interesting. Interesting. Well, there I, we have I mean, it. Yeah, that was a good episode, boys. I think it was a good movie. Yeah, what, that was. Now we need to pick our next one. 
Yeah, you can tell we like this movie because we were able to have a completely off the cuff conversation about it, uh, without having any having uh, any sort of prepped stuff. So, well, to be fair, I never. Yeah, I never have prep stuff. So, well, I do. I try to prep discussion questions. No, I know. I'm so. Yeah, I guess. Thank you for for normally doing prep because if it were up to me, this would be all off the cuff. I didn't prep a lot of stuff, but I definitely wrote down. I did like a stream of consciousness while I watched the movie, making yeah, comments. I do that too. Uh, all right, let's pick our next movie. Uh, <laughs> we could do another time traveling movie and do Tenant, or we could do another like. We could do a marriage story. Oh yeah, another either Are another those... romance or another time travel. I I don't know. Do we want to go in this kind of a uh, theme, or do we want to like? No, we can do something totally different. I just thought that was funny. I am potentially watching uh, Tenet at some point this week. Of course, I've already seen it. But uh, not that we have to do it. That's still up in the air. Um, But just off the top of my... Like, the first one that popped out to me when I was looking through this list was Jojo Rabbit. Not saying we have to do that one, but I haven't seen it, and I've heard pretty good things about it. I haven't seen it. Silas, I like you it a lot. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a Taika Waititi fan, so yeah. I, I have mean, some I... really good trivia for this too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, you right. are absolutely beaming. I can see. I don't. It. I don't think this trivia you could even find in IMDb. I'll look at it, but okay. We'll see. All right. Well, I guess let's do Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I'll All put right. that on. I'll put that on there uh, in the uh, description for. And I think it's PG thirteen. Yeah, I believe so. I think I looked at it earlier because uh, I try to yep. be PG um, What is it on? Where can it watch? Great HBO course. Max. Okay, uh, HBO Max, Hulu, yep. Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. Okay, so there's no rental options, but most people probably have some sort of thing they could watch it on. I guess you could buy it on YouTube. Anyway, that'll all go into the description. All right. Well, this has been another episode of No Sevens Podcast. Another success. (laughs) No, (laughs) No sevens were given out. So, good job, boys. (laughs) All right. Peace out.